0: side, you know, share it with people, people that need it, yeah, wow, all right, who's depressed, <laughs> all right, get my oil, we're going to have to get the oil out tonight, man, Let's get this thing going tonight, man, I had a good day, y'all have a good day, I mean, can I just talk to you for a second, before we get into the Word, man, how's your faith, Excuse me, how's your love? Wow, man. Y'all you hearing from God? <laughs> okay. Alright, man. Anything interesting? Supernatural happen to anybody? Amen, T. Amen. Respond quickly. Amen. Because I saw you in the back. It was it looked like you was in some pain back there. Man. So Thomasine is home right now. Give y'all a little update. Um, you know, anytime you do and you pray, y'all know how this works. Y'all know when you, you pray and you believe God, you know the enemy's gonna try to show you something different, right? But he should know we know this trick. Yeah? Oh, man. So she's going to go back in a couple of weeks. She's got to gain about 30 pounds uh, because the surgery, uh, brain surgery is really taxing. You won't be able to eat. So if you're already depleted in your weight, to fight back, it's really hard to fight back. Uh, So they have to have a feeding tube and all that. They're going to be placing that in soon. Um, But her body needs this thing called... uh, i not sure how you pronounce it. starts with A, apple, apple, apple mm-hmm. mint. Yeah, mm-hmm. albumin. So which is like a natural healing in your body, like natural healing in your own body. So uh, it's built in. That's right. So but she needs that nutrition uh, for that to be elevated. So y'all know what to pray for now, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So um, we're going we're gonna to go right in there. And uh, be on the uh, offensive. Amen. Amen. Uh, we've had prayer open up a couple of times this week uh, for people who really want to pray and intercede on behalf of others. Uh, so we're going to be opening it up some more, too. For That's real intercession. It's really nothing except you got your to lead and you're on the floor. So um, anybody interested, I'm sure, you know, we'll have something sent down if you really want to come. Do something different, something you haven't done before, like really lay before God, you know, and see him work on the behalf of your prayers for other people. I mean, serious stuff. This real serious stuff right here. This ain't for a job. You You can get a job anytime. Just be obedient. You can get elevation. Just be obedient. You can get promotion. Just be, you know, of good uh, integrity. And people, you're designed to notice that. Just like you're designed when you notice somebody late. Don't come on time. You see those things kind of stand out, don't they? Way out. Way out. Man. everybody's kind of somber tonight. <laughs> it's locked and loaded. I got a misconception of that, huh? Man waiting. I like that. <laughs> Wait. Well, amen. Hey, Nick, how you doing? All right. Good to see you. Man, God is good in our lives. I'm, you know, we've been been going over some things, what's been happening in the ministry lately, and y'all know personal things that happen with, with the ministry with each other as well. Um, really trying to get us to understand our warfare is not with flesh and blood. It's, you know, it's with the unseen realm, Yeah. You know? So Jesus, I had a question. You always gotta ask some questions, the Holy Spirit. I, I'm really asking, you know, y'all ask yourself. I'm coming back from behind the pulpit, yeah. Do I really have Holy Spirit? I, I got like a little seven, you know, category checklist. I mean, do you really have do you really have? Holy Spirit. Do y'all ever question that? Do you ever actually say, do I have Holy Spirit? Okay, I got one honest person in the back. Amen. All right, all right. I got a couple more back there. Do you? I think it's something you should know. Have you ever asked yourself, am I really saved? That might be something you might want to know. Am I really saved? It's a, a good question. And, and if I am, you know, what does it look like? Does it look like my life? Does it look like my life that I'm saved? Ask yourself that. Let we'll me talk for a minute. I mean, are you confident in your salvation? I think I heard something over here. You're absolutely confident in your salvation. Okay. I am. (laughs) That's an individual thing. Are you confident in your salvation? Do you do self-checks? Have you ever said, I could be wrong the way I'm thinking? About am I saved? I mean, come on, let's be real.
1: Shabbat
0: yeah. 68 he said, no. Some people think that. Yeah? I'm not, I'm not too confident that I'm saved. That means you're obedient in every area of your salvation. Do the, do the checklist? Are you obedient in every area of yourself? How do you know How, who said you had to check who, who gave you the checklist? How you know the checklist is right? Are you confident in your salvation? <sighs> I kind of titled this, you know signs you have the Holy Spirit. You should know. There are like seven signs. There's more, but I just picked out seven for us right now. About my salvation. Minister. Treating everybody right. You hold nothing in your heart. Now, you know, we got believers that do that. And This is one I'm asking. Are you sure? Are you confident in your salvation? Mm. It is a good question. and I don't want to be too hastily in answering it. Yeah. Let's see my scripture here. Hold on, y'all. Let me get it. I get down. I think it's supposed to be Romans. Let me look in here for a second. You ever write down a scripture you think it was right, and it was another scripture? Hmm? <laughs> Nobody never done that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. I asked the question a, a couple of times, I know we at the Men's Fellowship about our sonship, you know, that you are a son that you know you are a son. But I, I'm going to tell you, there's a certain behavior that goes along with your salvation, how you are to act and interact with people and the world. Yeah? Okay. Yes. Talk about Holy Spirit today. Y'all say y'all have the Holy Spirit. We need to have some signs that we have the Holy Spirit. I'm going to get to the tongues part. Everybody baptized in the Holy Spirit? If you are, raise your hand if you baptize baptized in the Holy Spirit. Okay. With the evidence of love. I didn't say tongues yet. But that's the first thing everybody thinks. I'm baptized, I speak in tongues. But he said, if I have not love. Yep, I'm just a clown. All uh, right, you know. Everybody say they baptized. That means there was a profound change in your reality. A profound change in your reality. See, teacher, see, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, see, you can't have the old nature with the baptism. You can't have the old nature. And you can't be working on it because he, if you really are born again, he'll take it from you if you want it. Now, if you don't want it, there will be no change. Yeah? I'm talking about Holy Spirit tonight, the agent of change. Yeah? Yeah? Hebrews, now we're going to go to Hebrews, go to Romans. Go to Romans 8, 16,
2: and 17. Romans chapter 8 at verse 16. The Spirit himself thus testifies together with our own spirit, Mm. assuring us that we are children of God and if we are his children then we are his heirs also heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ sharing his inheritance with him only we must share his suffering if we are to share his glory Mm. how y'all doing on
0: that area How you doing on that area of suffering? Are we complaining? Mm. Yeah? Come on, y'all. You're the heirs of salvation. I mean, what does that really mean? I'm an heir. A joint heir. I'm an heir. Of salvation. I have. Eternal life. At my footstep. Right right in front of me. Okay. Everybody think. That we just going to walk in. Because you said. I know I'm saved. See. The path that you're on. And. And that path is narrow. Anytime you get off of that path, you know what's on that path? You know what's over that path? It's a canopy that's over that path that you're walking. That path that you're walking, has a canopy over it. The canopy over it is your covering, which is the blood. So anytime you step off of the path, the canopy is only on the path. And when you step off the path, what gets you back on the path is His mercy. See, but you've been on the path for a while, so what gets you back on it is His grace. I get a mercy to the ones who just got in. The ones just got in, you, you can get, you get back on the path with mercy. But you who've been walking for a while, it's His grace. His love toward you that it gets you back on the path of the covering, and then righteousness. See, this is a what keeps you on that path is righteousness. Now, there's two types of righteousness. There's one that's imputed unto you, but then you have your righteousness. See, you your righteousness you. His righteousness gets you to the door, but your righteousness is your walk to the door. See, he don't do anything for you. I've made it, I've made it that you can come to me. I imputed righteousness to you, righteous to, now you got to do something. <laughs> righteousness has works. You have to stay on the path to stay under the blood, but most of us step out. And also, let no man deceive you. That man could be you. So you, you gotta do a check, you gotta do a check. Self imputed righteousness. Now your righteousness, you, got, you have to do something. That's your works. How you stay on the path? I mean, the path is there. But a lot of times we jump off the path into your own righteousness, your own way of thinking. How many of y'all ever think that you're never wrong? How many of y'all ever think you're never wrong? No, okay. That see, see person raised and Say I'm never wrong. That's dangerous. You can't be wrong, right? Stop clock is right. Twice a day, you can be wrong. How do you? How do you, teacher? How do they? How do you handle being wrong? That's good, right there. It's kind (laughs) of a little in between. It's a little in between both. And I'm talking about the word because you have to always examine yourself with the word. You have to always examine yourself. With the word. I examine myself all the time with the word. Am I thinking right? Is there a better way? Did I hear what I needed to hear? Because if you don't, you will never learn. Hmm. Holy Spirit can't teach you then. Okay. It is nice and quiet. Ah, we're going to plow right on through. I'm just trying to get us to. I'm just trying to get us to see some things. The Holy Spirit himself. Testifies together with our own spirit, assuring that we are children of God. Isn't that what it says? Lord. And if we are, see, and if we are, there's something always goes along with that. Then we are heirs and joint heirs with Christ, sharing His inheritance with Him. Mm-hmm. So we all all adopted. That's number one in your salvation. You have to be adopted. You can't just be an island unto yourself. Okay? Did y'all get that about your righteousness? If your righteousness does have works, it's not the one that's imputed to you. That means you still have to do something. You have to, you have to follow. You have to obey to stay on the path, that narrow path. Okay? And you have to be careful with the lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh and the pride of life because those are the things that pull you off of the path of righteousness. Easily, too.
2: <sighs>
0: okay, let's move on. I said seven things. That was one. Godly character. This is a sign that you have the Holy Spirit, too. Hmm, this is going to be a good one. Let's go to Galatians. Oh, yeah, y'all should be hearing that. 522, Pastor. 522.
2: Galatians chapter 5 at verse 22. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work Mm. which his presence within accomplishes, is love, joy, gladness peace, patience, and even temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness, benevolence, faithfulness. Verse 23, gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, self-restraint, continence. Against such things, there is no law that can bring a charge.
0: There is no law that can bring so
2: you telling me
0: everybody in here is walking in godly character. Now. I mean it's a personal question. Ask yourself. Am I walking in godly character? Not in just one, two, five of those things, but am I walking? It is possible. So don't say it ain't impossible. It's impossible. It is possible. Possible and plausible. Can you do it? Are you doing it? Mm. Let's, let's look at them again. All right. Yeah, this is your salvation I'm talking about right here. Okay? These are like checkpoints that you can see, am I really saved? Yeah? Are you afraid to look? Are you afraid to say, I'm, I don't have that one? It, it's not, it's just one fruit. It's just one fruit. But it's different traits. I don't that trait I I'm, I'm don't have yet. Are you are you strong enough to actually say that? You are strong enough to say you don't have that one. Okay.
2: I mean <laughs> Okay. Come on, Minister, read it again. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The work which his presence within accomplishes. Okay,
0: that fruit is singular, right? Just make sure you see it. It's singular. Go ahead.
2: Is love, joy, mm. gladness, peace, patience, and even temper, mm. forbearance, kindness, goodness, benevolence, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, self-restraint, mm. continence. Against such things, there is no law that can bring a charge.
0: I, I think sometimes you, I, you know, people they want you to go real deep and heavy. No, we just need to stay simple tonight, Amen. talking about the Holy Spirit and your walk. Just real simple check on how am I tethered to the path of righteousness. Huh teacher? Yeah, just going all out here and everything. No, let's just stay right here on the path. Let's just let's just look at our walk. Let's look how we're walking. Yeah? You need help with this walk. And I want to tell you something, you, I don't care how much you think you're never, you're never there yet. Because everything on this side of eternity is in part. All that you know, all that you learn, all that you teach, all that you prophesy, all of it is, is in part. All the teaching I teach is still in part. I just want to make sure that part is correct. Amen. Right? Yeah, it should be. Yeah, I'm. See, and some be like, "Yeah, I got this thing." No, I'm working on my salvation. I'm working my salvation out. I'm confident that I'm working it out. All right. I'm confident that I'm working it out. Meaning that I'm I'm okay when correction comes. That's part of me working out my salvation. No, I'm not just good just because I'm doing this and that. And that. No. I'm working this thing out. And then I got flesh and the Bible said no good thing dwells in it. No good thing in are you working out your salvation? You are. Wow. Well, you're not working on it if you think you got it already. That's, true. That's the wrong way to think. I'm confident that I'm working on it. Oh my God. This is what it means, confident in salvation. I'm confident if I fall, I can get back up. I'm confident in my salvation. Amen. And that which is complete has not yet come. So you've got a lot of work to do. That's right. I mean, even in our understanding of what salvation actually is, how can we even imagine what eternity is when it's hard for us to phantom a thousand years? 200,000. How can you even how can you quantify and imagine that time? Then it's going to be impossible to understand to exist without time. Y'all follow what I'm saying? See, this is the concept of existing without time. It's like your brain can't go there. How do you exist without time? Think about it. It's hard. time. How do do I exist and I'm not conscious of time? Like you are now. I'm ready to go. Do I leave? There's time to go. Do I go here? All these things, you're conscious of time. It's time to wake up. Time to go to sleep. Time to eat. Time to go to work. Time to fuss. Time to fight. I mean, I'm just saying. How do I exist? How do I consciously grasp no time? It's hard. You can't. Well, that's what you're going to be in. That's going to be the fullness of your salvation. It's timelessness. This is why he's telling you now, practice patience. Yeah. <laughs> Righteousness, all of that is in the fruit of the Spirit. Oh, my goodness. The believer is to walk bearing God's nature. That is the fruit of the spirit. Note the word fruit is singular, as I told you. It's not plural. The Holy Spirit has only one fruit. It is broken down into, as I said, traits in order to help us understand his nature. However, the spirit has only one nature and one fruit. Therefore, we live. He lives within a person all with all the traits are present, though. A genuine believer does not exist, does not experience and bear just one of them. I am gonna say that again. A genuine believer does not experience, does not experience and bear just some of them. The spirit of God produces them all in the life of the believer. Mm-mm. Mm. I just want to help us see as I'm thinking. How are we thinking about what you're hearing about right now and the fruit of the spirit and all those categories, traits he has up there. Mm. All those character traits. Yeah. All right. The word love, of course, you know, it's agape here. Love is the love of the mind of the reason Or the will. It is the love that goes so far that it loves regardless of feelings. Whether a person feels like loving or not. That it loves a person even if the person does not deserve to be loved. It is actually love it it actually loves the person who is utterly unworthy of being loved. Now we haven't got to that yet. Can you imagine that? God loves like that. It is the love of God for unworthy sinners. Yeah. just We're building on something right here. Okay. It is the love of God for undeserving enemies. How we are to love Iran. I don't have no problem with loving Iran. I don't even have any problem loving Russia. I don't have any problem loving any nation. He, he commanded us to do that. Now, they could be enemy of the state, you know, as our country, as our sovereign country. But you got some good people in Iran. Most of the people under those stresses in those countries, they are they afraid. They have to be allegiant to their country, unlike us. We are so divided. I'm just, I, just don't, I just don't think y'all really understand that this nation is divided. How divided we are. Mm, mm, mm. Hey, did y'all see something today in the news? Did y'all see what Trump had to go to a, a meeting today? Did you see what he had to go to a meeting about today? Uh, really? Really? That's what y'all heard that one, right? But he actually had a meeting with <laughs> joint staff and committee on y'all ready? I mean, it's in the news. He had a meeting about UFOs. Look at that! Just everybody like what? Why? Not and it was, it was not. A secret meeting. It was like, disclosure, what is really happening? Why, why is it, it's not declassified meeting, it was a classified meeting. A declassified meeting, you've seen the black lines with all the stuff, that's declassified, meaning they don't want you to know. But they said this was a classified, meaning that there were no black lines. What's happening? While we're trying to figure out our righteousness, what's really happening? You, you think that doesn't affect you as believers? It's in the scripture. No, I need y'all to go behind the scene. What's really happening? What are they trying to get you to see over here, but what's really going on over here? Now, we didn't attack them when they shot down our drone, right? Nobody is attacking Iran. No one is bothering Iran. Something's up with Iran. Teacher, they're not ready. I'm just trying to tell you, you got Holy Spirit, you shouldn't be fearful. Okay, y'all just think everything just your job and you go home and that's it. There's so much more going on in front of you, to the side of you, behind the scene. So much is going on. I'm just trying to get you all to say how Holy Spirit work on things. This is how you better have godly, godly char- character. Yeah. You better have godly character. Okay. It says. Minister. I want to make sure character is not charisma. <laughs> character, not charisma, is the standard of the Spirit. I'm going to say it again. Character, not charisma, is the standard of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. The character of Christ has to be developed. In you. This is the ultimate sign you belong to God. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to do about them character flaws? Can we address them? <laughs> they can get so sensitive when you talk about their character. Yes, sure can. The character of Christ has to be developed in you. This is what Holy Spirit does. We're talking about Holy Spirit. We're talking about seven signs you have the Holy Spirit. Okay? I said the first one was confidence in salvation. Now we're on godly character. Okay? So I said the character. I said character, not charisma. It's the standard of the Spirit. The character of Christ has to be developed in you. That is the ultimate sign you belong to God and that you carry the presence of God, the Holy Spirit. See, that's another thing, TJ. That's another sign that do you actually carry the very presence of Holy Spirit. How do you know that? How do you know you carry the Spirit? Hmm. You know what? How many of y'all seen this? People fake the power of God. Hmm? Sure. Yeah. People can fake speaking in tongues. How many of you seen that one? Okay. I told you. It's character, not charisma. Okay. People can pretend miracles. How many of you seen that one? (laughs) People can fake speaking in tongues. I know you've said that one, right? We won't say that one again. People can fake and pretend to be living godly lives. Have you seen that one? People can fake that they're living a godly life. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. I'm trying to see, do you really have the Holy Spirit? Okay. People can fake and pretend to be living a godly life while living a double standard. Mm-hmm. But the proof that you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit in His presence and the indwelling is that your character, listen to this, is that your character is like Jesus. Would y'all agree? Okay, watch this, no teacher. It's that your character is more like Jesus today than it was yesterday. Huh. okay. So if you have Holy Spirit, you can't be the same today as you were yesterday. Okay. And I can hear it be like, what are you talking about? See, because you should be, listen to this word, Conforming. That means continuing, conforming to the very image of God. So you can't be the same. Then you can't be the same today as you were yesterday because you are continuing. Your mind is to be renewed daily. So you can't be the same. You should be conforming more and more unto the very image of God and you only can do that because of the Holy Spirit so this is why I want to know you, do I really have Holy Spirit Good. I don't know nobody shout I want you to receive tonight I want you to really check and find do I really have him and then if I don't then why Okay. Listen to this, teacher. So you are to be conforming to the very image of God, right? right. The proof that you are is how you live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I need you to get back on the path, y'all. We've been off the path for a minute. I need you to get back on the path. All right. Okay. The path of righteousness. The proof is how you live and how you carry yourself according to God's standard. Well, you would have to know his standards. And then the Bible says that we forget. You forget. How can you treat somebody like that? You forgot who you were. See? That's your righteousness. You forgot. But his righteousness will help you get back to the door. You got to get to the path leads you to the door. He said, I'm the door, the truth of the light. That leads you. You got to get on the path first, though. And you got to stay under the covering, the blood. Yeah? Yeah? All right. Y'all got to get back on. <coughs> Again, are you living with godly character? It's a good question. Are you living with God's character? Mm-mm-mm. I can tap in there some more. Let's move to number three. The power and passion of evangelism, this is a sign that you have Holy Spirit.
2: Hmm.
0: Go to Acts chapter
2: 1, verse 8, power of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1 at verse 8. But you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might Mm. when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end the very bounds of the earth. Mm.
0: The believer is equipped, or his equipping power was to be the Holy Spirit. This is supposed to be your power. Minister, read that again.
2: Mm. But you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends, the very bounds of the earth. My goodness. So (laughs) to have Holy Spirit, then you
0: can't be tired. (laughs) Not for the gospel. He says he's giving you power to do something. Isn't it? He's giving you power and ability to be his witness. Who are you witnessing to? I'm talking about you got signs that you have the Holy Spirit. It's not just coming to church. Mm. Mm, mm, Teacher. Teacher. The believers equipping power was to be the Holy Spirit. The disciples had asked about the kingdom, the position or leadership and authority Christ had promised. The point is critical to be noted here in all diligence. Listen to this. that They, were, they, they will receive power, but not power of this earth. Not of power of position, recognition, supervision, Fame, wealth, and politics. Their power was to be supernaturally or spiritually supernatural. This is the power that he gives you. It was the power, very power of himself. Okay, I can't make it powerful because it's powerful all by itself. The Holy Spirit is saying that he has given you power. He's giving God himself to you. Their power was to be spiritual and supernatural. It was to be the very power of God himself. So you have the power of God inside of you. So why we still treat people like we treat people? Why we still think like we still think? Why we still behave like we behave? Why we still handle situations like that? And you have the power of God himself in you. Know you not that you're the temple now of the Holy Spirit. Who's ruling you? I don't feel like yelling. (laughs) It was the very power of himself. Of the supreme being of the universe. I add a little bit more to it. You have the very presence of God. You have his spirit. You have his spirit in body inside of you. The Holy Spirit. So the stuff that you do, you, it can't be Holy Spirit. Because he's holy. It's called the Holy Spirit. Man. Y'all receiving it? Is that what's going on? Hmm. Mm-mm. See, they want to be some powerful. You got to knock over the tables and chairs. Nah, man. Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. It should be, this should be something inside. The Holy Spirit inside of you right now should be bearing witness with your spirit that he's here with me. Now, where is sickness? Uh, where is death? Oh, you got his power now. Where's depression? Come, I know a man. So we we don't have, why are we, the world is waiting. We are in the book of Acts. Excuse me, we are in the book of Acts, like right now. This is your dispensation, the book of Acts. Well, where's the power, church? I know I'm teaching it right because this is what he said, teach. God's very own spirit dwells within the heart and life of the believer. No greater, no greater power could ever be possessed by anyone. I don't care what Iran or any other nuclear-based nation have. It's not power, more powerful than the presence of God that's inside of you. Man, maybe y'all don't believe that. I mean, you have inside of you the nuclear collision that all of the atomic bombs have. You, You have the creator of that inside of you. The two little elements, the the electron and neutron and proton, all that is inside of you. Who created that is inside of you. The one, the creator, the cosmos of everything is inside of you. I have that spirit in me. I find it hard to love. Isn't that something? With that, I find it hard to love. That's to tell you how powerful your will is. It's like I'm trying to expand how to think of the power that's inside of you. The creator, his spirit, dwells in you bodily. It's massive. It's, 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 it's like we had nothing to compare it with. But he said in his word, it's inside of you. Then he said, that thing called eternity, he said, I place that inside of your heart. You hold, you house that in you. That's not enough. It didn't move nobody to act right. Man. Oh, I'm going to keep on. Is anybody getting anything? I'm trying to get you to conceive the awesomeness of what's inside of you. Mm, mm, mm. The presence of God. No greater power that a man could ever possess than the Holy Spirit. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. The supreme being. Mm, Man, teacher. When I think about that and it seems like that little problem It's just fleeting. It can't even be a flicker of dust when it comes to God. Mm -hmm. See, it's your knowledge of him. It's how you see him. Yeah, perspective of him. Mm -hmm. The Bible said that the people receive the word with gladness. So y'all just see it's me, but you don't hear God. Because your response will be different? <laughs> nah, nah. Harmonics and all that. No, not today. Talking about Holy Spirit. That's what I'm going to talk about. The agent of change. Come on now. When you're truly baptized in the Holy Spirit, his passions become your passions and his passion is Jesus. Now, if you really baptize in the Holy Spirit, his passions become your passions. And his passion is Yeshua. His passion is the word. Okay. Ah. His passion is the gospel. His passion is the gospel. The Holy Spirit is the greatest evangelist. The Holy Spirit is the greatest Worship leader. He's the greatest teacher. He's the greatest prophet. He's the greatest pastor. Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit loves the gospel. Oh, my goodness. Nobody desires, and I mean it, no one desires the loss like the Holy Spirit. Nobody desires the loss like the Holy Spirit. Okay. Woo! Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to say here the power and the passion of the Holy Spirit becomes evidence in the lives of true believers when they're filled with the Holy Spirit this is, this is what I don't you know you can be refilled you don't run your car on the gas that you put in there when you first bought it it's gone so you need to refill yourself be being filled by the Holy Spirit you need to do that every morning before you wake up and get out of the bed, and you need to do it when you go to sleep. Feel me again. Feel me again. See, this is supernatural. This is by the Spirit. Mm-mm-mm. Teacher. Oh, here we go. Maybe this is the one. This is the reason. Maybe this is the one that's the reason why we ain't doing what we're supposed to be or feeling the way we feel. Mm, mm, mm. His passion is your passion. Who has a passion for the laws? Who actually really want to go out to pride? Mm. Okay. Mm. See, that's that's where he would go. What you afraid of? Okay. Persecution is part of your walk. See, you don't know you got power until you're in the position that you need to have power. He can't do his great and mighty works of salvation when you stay home. Okay. (laughs) Oh, let's help you out here. Everybody speak in tongues? The gift of tongues. Let's go and move it down, number four. Everybody speak in tongues. If you don't, let's talk about it. Let's help you get some understanding. And we all believers. And if you don't, raise your hand. If you don't speak in tongues, don't be embarrassed. Now be obedient. Because you can't get help. I mean, how you gonna ask him if he's asking you right now? But you see, it's just me. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe, I maybe they pray in their personal closet. Uh, <sighs> okay, we're gonna we're gonna go scripture for that one too okay. Let's talk. Who don't who don't pray in tongues? Just raise your hand. Who don't pray in tongues? Don't that would be crazy? Don't lie. Who don't pray in tongues? Okay, boom. We me and Mario talk. So it's just two people. Just two people. Yes. I got you. I got you. And hey, that's fine. I'm not. I'm not. I want you to have understanding. I want you to have understanding. All right. Is this a touchy subject for some people? Well, let's talk about it because Paul was very clear about it. And in this environment, this should be a safe place to talk about it. See, this is what I don't like. I don't like the enemy coming here and saying, you know, you still ain't said. You ain't responding. But if you speak in tongues, you should talk back to him. I'm asking you a question. The enemy is the one that shuts your mouth. I'm trying to get him to open your mouth, you know what I'm saying? Holy Spirit, if you yield to him. This is always a subject, you know, in church that's a taboo and, you know, I do it, this my own way. and That's not what I'm asking. Do you speak in tongues? If you do, it's just like asking, are you saved? You shouldn't get offended if I ask you, are you saved? Are you saved? Do you speak in tongues? If you don't, do you want to? And if you don't want to, that's fine too.
1: Or do you believe? Or that do you, you believe? That
0: you, or that you, you should Yeah, and this is something we need that to talk about.
1: Something
0: that's required. Yeah, and it's something we need to talk about. So everybody besides the two people in here praying tongues? Everybody? Yeah? Okay, let me ask you a question. I ain't hear nobody. Okay. Right, y'all praying tongues? The praying tongues? Yeah. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking <laughs> Sha. Yeah? I can, you, yeah? Okay. Is this a subject that's it's touchy to people? No, I mean, no. No. Okay. Hmm? Oh, well, I'm just asking. Because it can be. Yeah. That's right. What's wrong? This not exciting enough for you tonight? I want to get the enemy out of here and out of your mind. I mean, you should ask your question. You should be talking back to me. I'm asking you a question. I mean, this is nothing. See, this is the thing. And in, in everybody just, you got to loosen up some. I'm trying to connect with you. I'm, I'm your shepherd, supposed to be. Well, my job is to make sure that the enemy don't come in in any way in your own Thinking. I want to make sure. If you don't, we can just talk about it. We can discuss it. Can I talk with you more? tomorrow? I'm mature, I can talk with him. Now, he, he's armor bearer with me. He's, he's with me. And me and him talked about it this week. I said, Well, what do you think about it? He didn't give me no rebuttal. He said, Pastor, I want it. I said, Well, just ask for it. It's that simple. I told you when you got saved, you didn't get no letter in the mail said you were saved. It was by faith. So it's the same thing when it comes to the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. Ask him. He said, I'm not going to give you, you know, an egg or a squash. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. I'm going to give you exactly what you asked for right when you asked for it. Now, it's up to you. And there's something. See, oh, I tell you. On one accord. No one's, it's edifying the church. And it's for self-edification, but it's edifying you. What edifies you know the congregation, of course, is prophecy. That's what it tells you. That's for edifying. But there's personal edification. This is what's wrong with a lot of because there's no building up personally with you in the Holy Spirit. So when you come in here, you act least like you act. No, you think. There's a criteria that that comes. It's not you. It's too much of you. But the Holy Spirit, he's the one that does that work inside of you. If you don't communicate, you don't talk. But the Holy Spirit, he loves to communicate. He's not withdrawn. This is how you can't carry the gospel if you're like that. He loves to connect. The Holy Spirit reveals Christ in you. This is why it's important and imperative that you have it and you speak. Because you need to be built up because you've been getting beat down in the Spirit. That's right. I'm gonna show you this biblical. We must be clear on this subject. Tongues is not a sign that you're saved. That's right. It's not a sign that you're saved. That's absolutely right. If you never speak, don't mean you're not saved. That's right. You got a lot of, you know, uh, ministries and, you know, Pentecostal believe that if you don't speak a tongue, you ain't saved. Apostolic, you won't speak a tongue, you ain't saved. That's not true. That's not biblical. <sighs> Nor does it mean you don't have the Holy Spirit. Okay? I want to let you know that. See, the enemy comes in. He comes in exactly bringing confusion in the church and issues just like this. Just like baptism. The same thing. He brings in confusion. If I speak, yes, I speak. See, when I say yes, I speak, I'm not just saying to me. I'm letting the enemy know that I do publicly. That's right. No shame. I want to emphasize that speaking in tongues is not the sign that you receive the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say it again. I want to emphasize that speaking in tongues is not the sign that you receive the Holy Spirit, but it's a sign. It's a sign, not the sign, but a sign that you have received the Holy Spirit. Okay. Most of the time you don't speak because there's a, there's a, there's a, a blockage. Fear, wrong doctrine. See, and that was me coming from Jehovah. Oh no, you know, that's of the devil. So I had to come out of that mindset About and trying to receive from God. But see my thinking was wrong about it. So it blocked me from understanding. What the spirit was saying. To me. So I had to get all that false doctrine. Out of my mind. And what I was brought up with. It's not the sign. But it's a sign. That you have received the Holy Spirit. It's a manifestation. Listen. Of an inward reality. Go on teacher. That's right. I'm going to talk about this. See and a lot of times. This ain't just for. You got other people going to look at this. Going to look at this on the internet. Not just you. It's going to be other people that need to hear what I'm saying. That's why when what what I'm preaching. I'm not preaching just for you. It's for now and the far off.
1: Because, Pastor, there has to be, you don't get a letter in mail. You don't. But there has to be a manifestation that you are his. That's right. And it is various signs, your life alone, your walk, your character. But there is a witness. Holy Spirit is a witness. And he witnesses to you that you're his. That's right. And this is an evidence in the sign to the unbeliever. That's
0: right. And that's what tongues are. And it tells you right in the Word. Tongues are assigned to the unbeliever. Not believers. No, but the believers is the biggest problem. It's assigned to unbelievers. Not believers. Why are we sitting here arguing about this? We have the same spirit, same faith. See, we don't. That's the problem. We don't. Okay. I'm going to show you in here. Hold on. It's a manifestation of an inward reality. That's what it is. It's not in and of itself a reality. Listen. Acts 2. 32 and 33. Amplify and new living. Now, he hate tongues. He hates when you start talking about tongues.
2: Because
0: he don't understand them. So he'll have confusion in the whole church and the whole body of Christ. Do I don't? Do yep.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on. Acts chapter two at verse thirty-two. It so reads: This Jesus, God raised up, and of all, and of that all, we his disciples are witnesses. Being therefore lifted high by and to the right hand of God, Mm -hmm. and having received from the Father the promised blessing, which is the Holy Spirit, he has made this outpouring, which you yourselves both see and hear. Okay. Hold on. That we both
0: see and hear. Here. Okay, teacher, I know it's right there. Uh, what were the people seeing the church do? They were seeing the church receive the Holy Spirit. They were seeing the fire of God come down upon the church. Man, and if you go up, you will read it, and it says that it came down, then it separated and it landed on each one of them. No, it's this one ball came down, however you want to describe it, but they saw it separate and individually rest upon each of them. Okay, trying to save some time. Okay, hold on. They were seeing the fire of God come upon the church. So they were seeing the very power of the Holy Spirit. Number two, listen. It says that they were hearing. Hearing what? Okay, hold on. This is where, this is where we get it. When oh, I don't want to go to that scripture, hold on. Oh, my goodness. Oh. The believers. They were praying in tongues. They were hearing the believers praying in their own language. Okay, hold on. This is what the word says. They were hearing them in their own language. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. Minister. I'll show you some. Here we go. (laughs) Okay. I'm getting there, y'all. Hold on. Make sure it's right. Okay. So I said that they were, the believers praying in tongues, and they were hearing the believers play with their own language. Which was a supernatural manifestation. Listen, based upon what they were praying, as what many called gibberish. So watch this. So, many were calling it gibberish. These people were speaking in tongues. You know, I'm just saying this is what they were saying: gibbers. You know, babble, or that's where you get babble from, right? So watch this. But the hearers. And it said the hearers heard it in their own language. But everybody else was just hearing a bunch of noise, babbling. But it But it said the hearers heard it in their own language. Okay. Y'all want to go we need to go to that scripture, y'all? Okay. Teacher, it says, but the hearers heard it in their own language. And I know that because it said the crowd, singular, the crowd, singular, spoke in tongues, and each each which represented multitude of languages. Okay, y'all, I'm going to say it again. They thought it was a bunch of people babbling. Gibberish, right? But the hearers heard it. But the hearers heard it. He that has ears to hear, hear what the what the spirit is saying. See, this is what happens when people come in and they hear you praying in tongues. Mm. See, y'all we we been read the scripture and we miss it. It said, and it said this is right, he said, and a crowd, a crowd, singular, spoke in tongues. And a crowd. Singular spoke in tongues, each which represent a multiple, a multiple language. It represent a multiple of languages that they heard them in their own language. They heard them in their own language. But to everybody else, it was just gibberish. That's what it said. They thought it was, you know, nine o'clock. Interpretation said they thought it was nine o'clock. And then Peter said, no, that's what Joel was talking about. No, what you see is an outpouring What Joel the prophet. And they knew. And it says that it was all nations. It gives you a whole list of nations of Jews, devout Jews that were there. And they saw this. Not Gentiles. Okay, Go, go to 1 Corinthians. Multitude of languages. Heard them in their own languages. 1 Corinthians 14. 39. You got amplify, and you got complete Jewish on there? Uh, yes. Hmm? Yes, sir? Go ahead, put it up.
2: First Corinthians chapter 14 at verse 39 in the complete Jewish Bible. So my brothers eagerly seek to prophesy, and do not forbid speaking in tongues. Okay, amplified. Amplified. So to conclude, my brethren, earnestly desire and set your hearts on prophesying, Prophesying. on being inspired to preach and teach, and to interpret God's will and purpose. And do not forbid or hinder speaking in unknown tongues. So where is the church getting off? And saying that you don't. This is
0: Paul talking to the Corinthians. So where does that say that you don't. Does it say tongues have ceased yet? No. no that was in chapter 13 though, right? yeah. yeah. And he said that which is perfect has come. That's when it ceased. But it hadn't come yet. So you are to continue. It says you are not to forbid. Don't hinder them. So if if that's happening in the body of Christ, that's a spirit that's telling the church that you don't need to. How come nobody's going to here? How come nobody's going to right here when this is happening? See, you're going to have something in your arsenal now when it comes to tongues, unless you're ashamed. You just don't do it out of order. And that was Paul's whole subject to the Corinthians, that these were people, uh, Gentiles, and they, were, they believed in the supernatural, but they were out of order in the delivery of it. So this is the only church that he came in and taught, this is the order of it. This is how you do it. You must have an interpreter. But he says it's better to prophesy, edifying the whole body of Christ. Speaking in tongues edifies the individual. It builds you up on your most holy faith. Book of Jude. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, this is what they're going to say. So if you read the other scriptures, some may say while praying in tongues is supernatural ability to pray in earthly languages. Let's handle that because this is what they heard. All of those people heard and you got to read the whole scripture, and they were hearing their own language. It was so many different dialects that those people were speaking. It was so many people there. But yet those people could hear their own dialect being spoken over all of that noise. Isn't that something? And what the interpretation, when you read the scripture, it'll give you the interpretation. It said, how great and mighty are the works of God. Yeah. This is what they were saying. How great and mighty are the works of God. This is what they were saying. So we, we were like, oh, it's just an earthly language. Go to, uh, so right there, 14, 2. First Corinthians fourteen two. Let's handle this.
2: First Corinthians chapter fourteen at verse two. Mm-hmm. For one who speaks in an unknown tongue, speaks not to men, but to God. For Stop. No Is not speaking to
0: man. So that interpretation was a tongue of learn. They understood. But this tongue is a tongue that man does not understand. They're speaking directly to God.
2: It can't be in your native tongue. Read it again. For one who speaks in an unknown tongue. It's unknown. It's not unknown here on the earth. But those other languages were known on the earth. Yeah? Come on. Speaks not to men, but, but to, to God. God. For no one understands or catches his meaning. Mm. Because in the Holy Spirit, Spirit. he utters secret truths and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. Ooh.
0: I mean, hold up. Hold up. It has got to be a devil. In the churches today, stopping the people, you can read it right there. Isn't there something? For one who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men, but directly to God. This is why you want tongues. Mario, this is why you want tongues. It's because you're gonna be, you and God gonna be conversing, and he says right there, but you're gonna be uttering secret truths hidden, hidden things, not obvious to your understanding. Go ahead. Come ahead. See, you wanna this is Paul said, and then what Paul said, he said, I speak in tongues more than ye all. That's why he had all that revelation, because God and him conversing back and forth, mysteries. Of God. She, the church man was no power. No power. See, and then when you read that scripture, Brandy, and he said that you're going to be a witness into the uttermost parts of the world. Go go back. Go back to that scripture. Let me show you something. No, don't go back. Look, I'll just tell you. So as he said, Judea and Samaria. So as he was talking, that's further and further from Jerusalem. So those cities are going further and further into the othermost parts of the world. This is what he was drawing that picture. It wasn't just right there in Israel. He was giving you a map. This is going to go out. And he was giving you from Jerusalem. That word is going to go out from Samaria, Judea, onto the uttermost parts of the world. Because you are going to carry the gospel because you have his spirit. Mm-mm-mm. Good God Almighty. Woo! Man, that's why you want to pray. This is why when you come to pray, you don't want to keep your mouth shut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I have to open up about corporate prayer. What's happening to the body? We're all speaking. Listen, it's in our heavenly lane. When you become a new, you know, a new nation, when you become a citizen of a new nation, the first thing they change is your language. When they colonize all the islands, everybody's speaking the queen's English. So when you come to the kingdom of God, it has its own king and its own language. And it's by faith. That's what the church, I can't believe how the churches do this. We come to the court. You should be in here just up. it up. It ain't got to be no English words. Can't get nobody to talk back to me. It's just sitting there looking at me. Man. Trying to get us on one accord. Shake that enemy off of our minds. Whew, he will just use the saints. Oh is simply, and that scripture is telling you, it's not of this world. It's simply telling you right there, it's unknown because man's speaking to God. He's not speaking to man. He's not speaking to God. A I man, he's speaking to God. Listen to this. Number five. We're talking about, do you really have Holy Spirit? Love for Jesus. So if you have Holy Spirit, you have an, an overwhelming <laughs> Love for Jesus. This is a sign that you really know him. You have a <laughs> okay. Woo! Go to Romans 5.5. Every scripture I gave you is about the Holy Spirit. Romans
2: 5.5. Romans chapter 5 at verse 5. Such hope never disappoints or deludes or shames us. Mm. For God's love has been poured out Mm. in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Okay, see there? Who has been given to us.
0: So, your love that you have right now has to be poured out by who? The Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Do you really have him? Mm, That is the question. I like an African man can be up there praying spirit. Everybody just go in tongues. Ain't nobody questioning nothing. nobody looking around and nothing like that. I wish we were like that. See, to be spiritually minded, see, you don't even know. You'll be like, oh, that's just passing this fast. No, it's not. Because he's really trying to show you something. That's why when you do pray in the tongues, that's what he's really trying to do. He said, we're making an exchange. Hidden things are being released to you and your spirit. That's what the scripture said. Mysteries of God. What could that be? Secret hidden things of God. Treasures of God. What could that be? See, for the very thing that you need and how to do it, it's a mystery. So pray with me by faith and let's get it released. Let's bring it out of time, out of eternity, into time. We won't do it. See, and that's why I say when he gives you the unction, see when he gives you the unction, that means he gives you right there the utterance to speak what God said. I've got something to say to you, Mario. And this thing that I need to say to you, it can't be in the natural. And you be like, God, what you need, what I need to hear, I can't hear in the natural. I need to hear it in the spirit because that's Communication. It's bilingual. It's not one directional. Man. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Mm-mm-mm. Man, I was reading. Uh, it's by Dave Robeson. Get it. Get it. If you don't have it, Dave Robeson. Walk of the Spirit. Walk of the, hmm? walk of the power. It's about. It's like the Bible for praying in tongues. It's about that thick. Dave Robertson, get that reading. Get it. Get it. Read it. Read it. We got it on the recommended. Yeah, on the website. I think they have it now. It's it's in a PDF form. I think it's just a PDF form. You can get it. And this man was so serious about his walk and praying in tongues, he went like. His job, he would go into his closet, and he was like a factory. He, he got, unless he left his job or whatever, but he would, got laid off or something, but he would go in his closet. They could hear the, you know, the, uh, the horn. He left his job, so he could hear the horn, but, and that was like a different shift. So he would go in his closet and pray for eight hours in tongues. It's a great story. You're going to find out when he got out of there after, I don't know how long it was, but he walked up to this lady, and he said he could see, like X-ray right through her. Whatever was going on with her and her body. See, we don't understand. See, it's by the spirit. It's by faith. Now God did that with him. He might do something different with you. But it was this exchange. It's the things that God showed him in the spirit. See, Mm-mm-mm. man. Woo. Okay. Ah, just I want to stay right there for a minute on them tongues, man. Mm -mm. You could be at work. I don't know what to do. I need some wisdom right now. And you ain't got to do it out loud. You can do it. This dude, he would pray in tongues and read the word at the same time. You can pray in tongues and read the word at the same time. Because it's not by your spirit. tried it. You sure can. You ain't going to do it right away. You ain't going to do it right away. Mm Mm-mm. The Holy Spirit places the love of God within you. Okay? You not only can... Let me see. You not only do But you learn to love others by the Holy Spirit. He develops a love and passion for Jesus. Okay? For Jesus himself. Nobody can love, nobody loves Jesus like the Holy Spirit. You can forget it. Nobody else loves the Holy Spirit like Jesus. We can show that. I ain't going to say it. (laughs) No one loves, no one. Loves Jesus like the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, once he places this love in you or in your heart, you want to always be, listen. Holy Spirit always wants to be your first love. Holy Spirit always wants to be your first love only way he always wants to be your first he said turn back to your first love so this love that i have for you ain't my first love shouldn't be my first love my first love should be christ okay we get it all twisted right there see when when you have turned back to your first love and he is your and and he is you and you love jesus holy spirit you become obsessed with jesus how many of you are obsessed with Jesus? This is a sign that you have Holy Spirit. Or else he's just okay. He's just all right. No, no, no. When you have Holy Spirit, he's obsessed with Jesus. You know why? Because Holy Spirit reveals Jesus. So he's obsessed with revealing Jesus. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. You can't stop talking about him. You want to share him with everybody, your family, your friends, your co-workers, right? When you totally filled with the Holy Spirit, Mm-mm-mm. it's Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Can not y'all talk about anything else but Jesus? No. I'm filled. I like football, but I can see him in football, too. Okay, Lord have mercy. Okay, y'all ain't ready. Mm. Wow. Holy Spirit comes. To glorify Jesus. He comes to glorify Jesus. Mm-mm, mm-mm. He comes to glorify Jesus. Jesus reveals him. He, he, the Holy Spirit testifies. Holy Spirit testifies of Jesus. Mm. Who don't want to talk about Jesus? Okay. All right. But you know what? Don't, don't get weird on me. Don't get weird with your coworkers. Have balance. Because people just, you know, how, you know, did you fix that thing? Yeah, but Jesus said this. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Stay, stay focused because people go all off. It's just in your heart. Be, be obsessed with them in your heart, okay? And know, be skillful how to speak. Be, and know when to talk. And don't talk all the time. Listen. See if Jesus needs to say something here. Okay? That's right. I mean, I, I love Jesus, but I don't have to have I don't have to have Bibles and Talites and all that on my desk. And my life dictates that I know Jesus. How I treat you. Don't get hung up on that. Hello? No, my life, how I treat you, how I speak to you, how I greet you, interact with you, shows you that I know Jesus hello Amen. be careful with that <laughs> that is a, that's a funny one right there got the bumper stickers you got the big cross on your neck. ain't okay, <laughs> life ain't ain't doing nothing huh i mean that's on you if you want to do that what i said y'all listen to what i said i said me I don't need to have that because
1: Jesus is in me. Uh, okay. Well, there's nothing wrong. I don't with think that. I. I really believe uh, because uh, when it comes to the work life, they are very open for people to express who they are. Yep. Uh, yep. And so, unless otherwise, it's somewhere documented in my employee uh, handbook. That's right. I will have my bob out and anything else represent who I am and, and my life. It's just that we need to do things in excellence. So the bowel in or the delete on your desk or whatever frame you want to have on your, your desk because again, the world allow their employees to really display who they are in the office in basically a lot of different yep. manners. And if it's not in the handbook, I say go for it. Yep. 'm I'm, I'm with it I'm just saying I just
0: personally okay. it's just me yeah. they can say yes or they can say no either way, I'm good okay, okay? either way, I'm good Mm-mm. man I use that I got my backpack stole from my office I know what time you're. I got my backpack stole from my <laughs> office. And there was an office, when I was there, and I had money in it, checkbook, and this supposed to be an office with Christians. And one of the workers that were working on the building came in and and took my backpack right out of my office. And, of course, it's always a time to witness. And And I got it back. And they wanted to know how I got it back. How you get it back? How you get it back from this dude? One, I prayed. I prayed the night before I said I want to discern it give me the gift of discerning spirits. I want to know got the test the next day so I had like five Christians they want to know how'd you get it back and I told them how I got it back it opened up the door to conversation evangelizing to them they saw the power of God Guy, boss found out fired him on the spot I went to his boss and tried to get his job back because he had like a record and if he got it Got caught, you got to go to jail. I went back to his boss, talked to him, see if he could get his job back.
1: Okay.
0: I didn't care if anything was missing. See, it's just a great witnessing tool. Your life, how you respond. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I had my righteousness on. Okay, listen to this. I know what time it is. I'm getting out of here. I'm getting out of here. I'm gone. Okay. Hmm. (sighs) Here we go. As I said, we're in love for Jesus. (sighs) So when you got Holy Spirit, the same passion, the same love spills over from your deep, from 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 deep within you in your spirit. And you become wholly obsessed with Jesus. Now, I said wholly obsessed. Okay? Wholly obsessed means you just got to have him. You got to hear from him. You got to just be loving people. See, that's what Holy Spirit allows you to do. You seek out people just to do something nice for them with no, no recall. hmm You walk, you talk, and you think, and you breathe Jesus. Everything that you want. Is in Jesus. Have y'all got to that point yet? That no matter what, it's just Jesus. You really got to that? No job? Y'all, y'all can serve God without a job? Huh? All right. Okay. Because <laughs> some people find it hard to serve God. There ain't no job, ain't no income coming in. Oh, okay. Or sickness. Number six knowledge of the truth. This is an example that you have Holy Spirit knowledge of the truth. First John two twenty seven. Almost finished. 1 John two twenty seven.
2: First John chapter two at verse twenty seven. Mm-hmm. But as for you, the anointing, the sacred appointment, the unction which you received from Him, abides permanently in you. So then you have no need that anyone should instruct you. Mm -hmm. But just as his anointing teaches you concerning everything and is true and is no falsehood, so you must abide in, live in, never depart from him, Mm. being rooted in him, knit to him, just as his anointing has taught you to do.
0: See, and this is the scripture that trip up everybody, that you don't need, I don't need this, Holy Spirit teaches me. No, he teaches you through his teacher. Hello? He teaches you through your teacher. You don't need another teacher like yourself. Holy Spirit, this is why I've given you practices, teachers. If he didn't, if he didn't mean that, he wouldn't give you teachers. If you didn't have need of teacher. Okay. And then you need to know who is teaching you. The Internet has done, taught so many people wrong things. We just want to learn. Truth becomes your portion. If you have Holy Spirit. Truth becomes your portion. Truth about the word. Truth about the world. Truth about you. Yeah. You receive revelation from God. You can begin to understand, this is talking about truth, the deeper things of Scripture. This is why you need Holy Spirit. See, most people who don't have Holy Spirit, they stay on the surface. But he can't teach you, he can't teach you the deep things of God because they're by the Spirit. And his Spirit has to bear witness with your spirit. I can't take you in deep water and you can't swim. And he said, deep calls unto what? No, I said, shallow calls in the shallow. The deep things of God. That's what praying in tongues do. The mysteries of God. Oh, so the knowledge of the truth, it teaches you deep into Scripture. You begin to understand the deeper things of the presence of God. You begin to understand the holiness of God. You begin to understand the works of the cross and his blood. And with the knowledge of these truths, you become, you, you become uh, yours. You become, they become yours to live. Listen, to live in the power of God. The, the truths of God, the deep things of God. You begin to live in the very power of God. The truths are treasures to them that he trusts. Y'all hear that? They are hidden in him for those who. Who can carry his spirit. Those treasures become yours. Last one. And one that's so important for knowing do you have the Holy Spirit is holiness. That's the sign that you have Holy Spirit. Holiness. 1 Peter 1, 2.
2: First Peter chapter one at verse two who were chosen and foreknown by God the father and consecrated sanctified Mm. made holy by the spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ Mm. the Messiah and to be sprinkled with his blood may grace spiritual blessing and peace be given you in increasing abundance that spiritual peace mm. to be realized in and through Christ freedom from fears, agitating passions mm. and moral conflicts. So when you're baptized in the Holy spirit, sin begins
0: to lose its allure. Hmm. Okay. Let me say that again. When you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, when you have His presence, sin begins to lose its allure. Okay? Sin starts to look like sin. Mm-mm. What it truly is. See, this is why you can just sin, because you don't see it for what it really is. This is why you can be profitable because you don't really see profitable for what it is. This is why you can do it. Okay. You truly begin to hate what God hates when He dwells in you for real. Did y'all hear that one? Yep. Mhm. Holiness means you resist sin. You flee temptation. <laughs> you don't set evil before your eyes. Y'all can fill in the blank with that one. They want nothing to do with what, is, what looks evil. Holiness means you live sanctified, kadosh, separate from evil. You live that way. Holiness means you live in the protection of God's presence. Mm-hmm. That's the sign Holy Spirit lives in you. Okay. So I went through seven things, confidence in salvation. I went through godly character, power and passion of evangelizing, the gift of tongues, love for Jesus, knowledge of the truth, and holiness. Those are the seven things to check to see if you have Holy Spirit. How'd we do? I won't look. How'd we do? Did we do all right? Room for improvement? (laughs) I told you all on Sunday, when when God gives you an opportunity, that window is not forever. You got to move quick. So if he's teaching this tonight, you got to get it quick. You got to move quick. Yeah? Oh, man. Jesus. Hey, teacher. Yep, they're like, time to close up shop. Um... What's the day? Friday. So, uh, Renika will be by to pick it up. Hopefully, she'll have it finished tomorrow. Yeah, you got it. We we'll get it up. We're we're pretty current right now with everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get it up really quick. I got help now.
1: Hey, teacher. What you got? You, you closing out my shop? Yeah. I thought you were finished. No. I think they were, f- I don't know. guess you're never finished, but uh, for the moment, in mm-hmm. this time. I guess I'm hey. finished. Question. When the word comes forth, why aren't we excited? Why? We asked that question because The excitement it seemed, right? is, it's not the excitement that we talk about, the worldly excitement but it's with great anticipation of what God is going to say, what he's going to do in our lives. Why? It's so important, the topic of Holy Spirit. Do you have Holy Spirit? And the reason is, because Pastor gave you so many reasons as to how you can identify whether you really have Holy Spirit, But then the question is to you, why do I really need him? And how would I really evaluate or validate that I have him? What do I measure it up to? He gave you some things, right? Your character. It means to no longer, so I'm asking the question because when we, the humanity part of us Tend to we tend to stay on that side. We yeah. tend to stay on that side of reasoning and thinking. So we respond to a spiritual teaching in a human reasoning, which brings about offense, because the flesh is hostile against the spirit. So is your re- if your reasoning is humanistic, then there will be conflict within yourself. It will be conflict with the person who's speaking because it's spirit to flesh and it's hostile against each other. You will block your receiving of the gospel because you're you're thinking that you are receiving something supernatural, but you're not. Because you are doing it in your own reasoning. So this is why. Come back with us, Avery. See, he's literally sitting there like, and see, this ministry is a ministry that, yes, we have to call you out. If we don't call you out, it means that we don't love you. What parent is going to allow their child to go the wrong way, you're standing right in front of me. And you're reaching for the, to me was reaching for, my grandson was reaching for, to put his, the key in the outlet. So are you just, well, should I have just stood there and not said anything because I'm going to hurt his feelings? Sheet. Matter of fact, I said it so loud and quick and startled him, he almost fell down. Well, that wouldn't be until your death if I allow you to stick that key in the outlet. See, but this is why when it comes to being here at Walker Ministry, you find it difficult because we actually require, because God requires that we adhere to his word. So when I'm talking to one, Avery, I'm talking to some more, but you seem to be more zoned out than anyone else at the time when I was speaking. If you're going to be here, you need to be here, heart and mind if you're going to be here you need to be here heart and mind because it means that you're still not here life is very serious but not this life this is the life that you think is real serious this is life that you're trying to get it all together make certain that you get a career you do this and get the house and the car and you, you get the okay marriage or whatever that's not the life We're talking about your eternal life because there's going to be a moment when you have no more moments here on this earth. But until you actually get to that place, a lot of us is not going to hear that word, unfortunately. Because right now what's really important is going to an event, getting a car. See, superficial thing. And God is not going to take too much of the disrespect and dishonor. It's not towards me. It's towards God. It is towards God how we dishonor him. Sad to say, I know when to pray and when to stop praying for someone. The word actually said, I didn't even believe that. Wait a minute. God, there can't be a time that you actually stop praying. Yes, there is. Because God asked us not to even take him to a place to where his anger. So you'll get to a place to where he has repeatedly, repeatedly allowed you to keep coming back to him. See, sin, as a believer, we're not sinners. Which means we don't practice it. Just because you have grace doesn't mean I keep doing the same thing because it means that it's in your heart to continue to do. So salvation within itself means freedom. You are free from the things that you used to do all the time and don't feel that you have to still yet do it. Salvation means a return mind. It means that your mind is turned away from your old ways of thinking. This salvation is a real big deal. Salvation is a real big deal. It's not according to how you believe that you're saved. Salvation means that your mind has already changed. Because you know why? Because you have been put into the spirit of God. Your mind has changed. You're not trying to do better. See, this is an excuse. Nobody's perfect. If you keep trying to find a way of escape for not living a righteous life, you have created and will create a path to hell. Keep making excuses as to why you can't live upright. Keep turning the tables to someone else. But what about you? I bet you're doing this and I bet you're doing that. I have nothing to do with your salvation, it's a personal walk. Salvation. It's the saving of your soul from sin and its consequences. It's a saving of your mind. It's a saving of your mind, your way of thinking, your reasoning, how you think things should go. It's a saving from that. It saves you from danger and destruction and eternal death. It saves the soul from the consequences. If you talk about love, I mean, just to say that you have a friend to love, I, I will continue to say this. You can't really say that you love someone until you're really in a place that you would sacrifice. And I'm talking about sacrifice, like give your car up and let them drive it. Okay, well, the Bring them in your home and you not charge them anything. Because that's, that's real inconvenient for you. See, because we don't want to be uncomfortable. We don't want to be inconvenient. When we say we love, see, you will do a few little things for your friend or family, whoever. But when it comes to sacrifice, another day, another topic. But that's within salvation. Because you're going to sacrifice. I'm going to leave that alone. We just don't have time. When he said, it is Friday, right? What else y'all got to do? (laughs) And Pastor, I'm saying because we have to get this and get this right. See, now, it's one thing to help someone, but it's another thing and you're helping, you sacrifice beyond your strength. When I went to, with my sister going to um, Duke University Hospital, we were initially told that she was going to immediately get get surgery. Open her head up, right? That's what I was told. As soon as I heard it, I'm like, I'm going. I'm, I'm not going down later, I'm going now. Wait a minute, you're going to, you know how serious that is? Open up someone's head? I just wanted her to tell me what time and the address so I could go. I had already decided in my heart I was going to take an entire week off. And still, guess what? That still wasn't a sacrifice because I had the time. Not for me it wasn't. But the sacrifice was this, when I start to get my my, my migraines, and when I packed everything, I didn't have all what I needed. And it was to exhaustion with the taking care of her. Literally, day and night, then you can't sleep in the hospital. I'm in there, but then I can't sleep. And I'm, I'm literally walking And it's just a mess in there, all the talking and all the medical stuff and taking the notes and all this. And I'm looking at her in the state that she's in because the tumor is at the base of the brain, but it's not in the brain, but it's pushing against the stem of the brain, which is the central control for all the commands of the signals, for all the sensories. In her body. And she's pushing beyond all of her strength and her might. And I begin to just ask myself, how much do I care? It's easy to say we care about someone. But I almost, I had made it up in my mind. That it doesn't matter how much time, not just this week, but if I need to retire early, I would retire early to help take care of her. Because, you know what, I realized that it wasn't about what I was seeing. I learned a deeper level of servitude, of suffering watching her suffer. And I said, I will. I said, this is ministry. I'm still at work. More than a reason for me to go. See, for I don't go when someone's just sick and uh, someone hearing that someone's dying. We show, You know, death can be a place of just drama. People come when someone... That they haven't been talking to or even known that long or whatever, just for drama. Everything I do have to be intentional. Kingdom intention. Get there, all what's going on, and it has on the board about, you know, who's your nurse and all the different things you're writing on the dry erase board. And one of the things was the Goal for today. And she wrote up there, her goal was that she want to get help. And then she said, because I want to live. And she realized that the prayers that we prayed, she could feel the prayers, she kept talking about that. She was feeling strong. She kept saying how much faith that she has and she was ready, because at first she got, she was filled with anxiety and she began to get really afraid. An hour within her saying she wanted to get help, and she wanted to live, a nurse came in to draw her blood, and this nurse, and I'm saying, baby, why are you looking the way that you're looking? And I tell you, no one can tell a story like a black mother I'm sorry, any other race, and I heard them tell stories, but a black mother just throw her whole heart and feelings in it. They make you I mean, they make you feel like you just, just can do anything. Uh, Mama, just tell me that again, what now? So she said, she looked her in her eyes, she said, baby, she said, I had a tumor rake right in the front of my head, and she said, and they had to take it out, and all these things, because my sister was talking about how her eyes had went cross and all the different things with the cosmetic things with her face, which was being affected by the tumor. She said, "Don't worry about that. All oh, that's going to go on, but let me tell you, you're going to be all right." She said, "I know you're a believer." And she said, "Yeah." she said, "Well, all right, then what are you worrying about?" She said, "I need you just to know." That God did this for me. She said, it took, she said I'm telling you right now, you're going to go through. Look, she told her, you're going to go through even more pain. Okay. And more changes in your body. She said, but you're going to be all right. She said, God got you. She said, I'm telling you, he, he did it for me. She said, and it, for, it was eight months or so that she was uh, going through rehab and needing help. She said, but I did it with his help. She said, I'm telling you, baby. <laughs> She said, you're going to be all right. She said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about your eyes crossing, none of that. She said, you're going to come out this thing, and you're going to be just fine. She said, you got your sister here? She said, she done got you all donned up, you looking pretty. Because I had put a makeup on, I gave her a pedicure. See, I was serving, and then it was so much joy. doing her feet. It was so much joy in massaging her body. It was so much joy in reading to her every night. I was just reading to her every night, doing the worship music, and it it was just great. It seemed like we were actually on vacation, even though I was tired. But it was uh, just a joy that was being filled in me because of the ministry. So when you really forget about yourself, a job is a job, and that's exactly what that is. There's something greater that God has for all of us. But I want you to know that you can't really say you love someone unless you really sacrifice and lay down your life. You're going to have to lay down part of your life. A Part of your life that you don't want to lay down. Pastor, the, when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit. See, we don't realize all what really happens. And there is an evidence when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. The word of God speaks about fire and speaks about wind. It speaks about the sound and the fire and how it feels. Passes because all of the feasts are in the baptism. Y'all came to play. You came to play. All of God's Feasts are in your baptism. His death and resurrection, Pentecost, Passover, weeks, Shavuot, all of those, Chacol, all of those are in your baptism. So when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, oh, see, see, everything is in that, the first fruit, all of that. See, and there is an awakening of his kingdom because it has come and you. Okay. Come on. Yes, 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 yes. See, but there's no way. No way that we can sit still if all God's feasts. If you realize reality that you have been put in the spirit of God. And that is the same spirit that raised him from the dead. And the same spirit that held him on the cross. There is no way. There is no way that you remain the same. You have Passover in you. Shower, Shavu- oh, you have that in you. Oh, Weeks, all, all of those. You would have to because there's a new language that corresponds with your new empowerment. This, this is the true empowerment. Now you can do what you could normally do. Now you have the ability to truly love and to truly forgive because you've been empowered by the spirit of God, which is his entire life. The life of Christ It's not, oh, that's how I am. You have his spirit. There's a suddenly that happens. There is a supernatural suddenly that happens. When you get baptized in spirit, there is no way when you hear his name alone that there's not an unction and a quickening. See, but you, your day, you brought your day here. You in your day. You in your work day still. You in your home. You're in your bills. You're in your thoughts. You're not in The Spirit of God. This is why it was so solemn here earlier. It's just the the clapping of it. Yeah, yeah, God, Holy Spirit. We didn't mention your name. We said Holy Spirit. The creator of all, we're talking about the power that causes everything to be. Pastor, Holy Spirit, that this is the mo- oh the word of God is just exciting, but this here is what has enabled us to be who we are. That you you're enabled to be born again. See, but you have to every day, Pastor, as you say, it has to be a work on your part with see it's a spiritual condition. You do not condition yourself spiritually. So when you hear of spiritual things, you can't relate to it because it's hostile. It's hostile. Salvation means a turned mindset. A turned mindset. Okay. Pastor, I was studying earlier today, this is what happens. Is that people who are not delivered, the reason that they're not delivered, and deliverance can happen in a moment. In a moment. Okay, come on. It's, it's, it's instant. But... The word of God, I'm going go, yes, I'm going to go back to, uh, to Lot. When the angels came, knocking on the door and want to actually, oh God. they had a message, but they, people of the house want to sleep with the angels. The whole culture. <laughs> they even said, they told Lot that if you don't turn them, the men over to us, which was the angel, he, they basically, in layman' terms, was going to gang rape them. There you go. See, but perverse mind, That's it. Right? That's right? And this, see, we have to be careful. This is so good about baptism of the Holy Spirit because you have to be sealed. If you're not sealed, because he keeps your mind, see, he empowers you to not do what you would want to do. He brings almost compelling, overwhelming conviction. He don't just say no. He don't. He don't just say you know you just shouldn't do that. Holy Spirit brings a overwhelming, compelling. And conviction. It's convincing. Only reason you're not delivered is because the gospel cannot penetrate. The gospel cannot penetrate your deep intense. Desires of lust. The gospel. No one's prayer. Hear this. You can't even pray for what they want because they want. No, come on. They want it. When you want something, the gospel cannot penetrate what you want. You know why? Because it's a mindset. Your mind is set to go that way. Because guess what? That's what I want. So when you, you start wanting to not. Oh, come on. Go ahead. Name out some sins. Y'all do it yourself. Fornication. Lying, murdering with your tongue, betrayal, unforgiveness. See, when you start to want to stop lying, to stop fornicating, you, guess what? You stop doing it. Because all he needs, all God needs from you is your desire to not. See, but you still don't. See, you're saying you don't want to, but you have a deep want and desire of lust to do whatever that is. And your life would never change until, see, this is why you got to know how to pray for someone. Are you praying amiss? Certain people ask for prayer for something like that. You're talking about deliverance. That's on you. Stop. Baptize the Holy Spirit. That'll do it then. <laughs> if you're not, well, let's get them. You need Holy Spirit. He empowers you. But if you don't have, see, this is a clear indication that you don't have Holy Spirit, he brings a compelling, convincing conviction. It's with great force he comes. Because it's with great force that he comes with salvation, which is his love. What y'all got for me tonight? What y'all got for parents tonight? tonight? What, what y'all got with salvation? And he talking about. The importance of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And are you? And what are you measuring that to? Any interaction? Want to be released? That was good enough. Any questions about Holy Spirit? About the baptism of the Holy Spirit? About tongues? There's no way that you're, you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Adrian, I'll use this because you're going to go to college. So, you go to college, guys want to talk to you, this and that, blah, blah. And, but you readily just want to be with them I, with no kind of self control. Would you say that you would you baptize in the Holy Spirit or? Probably don't have you, you should have some kind of conviction. Should be real strong to where you actually say no. Then the enemy gonna come again, try again. Well, let's just be friends. I didn't mean to push you too hard. You you say, okay, we'll be friends. Knowing that, see, look, still, you still, I'm I'm just, just doing this. I'm not saying this is what you would do, okay? Just work with me. I just need you to allow me to use you as example. Can I? Thank you, I know you could. I know you would say I could, so. Then you're saying, oh, we're gonna go out as friends. But then still you really want, even though you said no at first. Because you wanted to at first, but you just said no because the conviction kind of came, right? So you go. Hold hands. Start doing a little more deep talk. That's it. Do you hear the voice of God this time? It does. It get. Guess what? It gets weaker and weaker because guess what? You're saying no, but you're saying yes. You're saying no, but your heart says yes. And guess what? He know you're saying yes. That's why he came back. Baptism, salvation, Any questions, comments, you should.